there's something so freeing about, <clears throat> oh, I don't have the responsibility of a bunch of crap. Listening to Inside Acting, a podcast dedicated to demystifying the inner and outer game of success in the entertainment industry. I'm AJ Meyer. And I'm Trevor Algott. And coming up in episode 282, our quarterly review, in which we make time to pause, reflect, and reimagine life, career, relationships, health, money, and more. We're guided by our yearly words, vulnerability and rebirth. And through those words, we take a look back at the past 90 days and unpack what's been working, what hasn't, and what's next, all the while mining for insights, initiatives, and intention. Episode 282. Stay with us. Support for this episode of Inside Acting is brought to you by Rehearsal Pro, the current version of Rehearsal, the essential app for actors. And it's, of course, available in the iTunes App Store. If you want to learn your lines, be off book for your auditions, explore your character, and make stronger choices, so important to do that, go to Rehearsal.pro slash IAP right now to learn about all the great new features in the new version of Rehearsal, the groundbreaking app designed by actors for actors. That's Rehearsal.pro slash IAP. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 282. AJ, how are you? Hello, sir. Um, one of my, fa- I mean, we've talked about this before. We love doing these. And and you were saying even before we started recording, like we're sort of eerily in sync. Um, I had a quick look through your, your, um, your review document and I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, I, I do usually love doing these, but I gotta say, I was feeling immense, immense resistance to doing this episode, this, this time. Uh, and we can oh, talk, we can, we can talk about it, but, uh, um, yeah, man, I, I was surprised because usually I, I like to celebrate looking back and finding those aha moments. You know, I, I consider myself a student and, but, but this time I was like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. So, uh, yeah, we'll get there. But uh, before we do, we have a few uh, quick announcements. Yeah. We've got uh, our IAP mid-year review and renew facilitated by our very own Jasmine Bristow coming up. It's actually, as of this publishing, either in two days or tomorrow, depending on when you're listening to this, it's going to be on Saturday, July 1st. And um, if you reach out to us in the myriad ways we have available to do so, we can uh, send you all of the details. We're also going to be putting up a link to an Eventbrite uh, so that you can um, uh, RSVP. And if you RSVP, then you will receive the address. Um, it's going to be in Culver City, California. But if uh, you stay tuned, Jasmine is also planning on doing an online version for uh, folks who are not in the Los Angeles area. Awesome. I was going to ask about that, if there's going to be like a streamed component to it. So that's that's really cool. She's doing that. Yeah. I don't think she's going to do it uh, on that day, but she's planning on doing a separate one. That's um, great. That's been my understanding in my conversations with her. You know, community is so essential when it comes to this kind of stuff. Not not for the accountability aspect so much as as much as just for like the shared uh I don't know, power, I guess, of of people coming together and brainstorming. And, you know, masterminds are great, mastermind meetings, you know, whether they happen weekly or biweekly or monthly, but there's something powerful about having a regular check-in at these kind of key times throughout the year. And, and, and research has shown that every 90 days, every three months is, is a great sort of time frame to set goals for. And uh, being able to do it in person with a community, I think, is, is huge. I'm so grateful to Jasmine for leading this and, and offering her time and talent and services. And it's just awesome, man. So stoked about yeah. this. And the the approach that she's taking with this is is really great too. So, if you, for instance, feel yourself like if you ever feel like you struggle with um, making goals and and stuff, she's gonna start off with some insights into, um, you know, how we each operate when goal setting, and w- therefore how you might benefit personally, your unique vision and view and worldview, and how 
uh, how to support each individual person in making goals because you know it doesn't work the same for everyone and trevor you and i have sort of learned that the hard way sort of taking some of the things that we've learned and trying to you know apply them and realizing it doesn't actually like we're sort of fitting a square peg into a round hole kind of thing sometimes yeah 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 that's and that is a hugely often over hugely often overlooked uh piece of the puzzle when it comes to goal setting you know you see there's blog posts all over the place that are like here's the right way to set goals and here's the wrong way to set goals (laughs) assuming that you know like there's a formula for every human being out there but we all have our uh our unique sort of dna genetic heritage and we all have our our own special baggage and stories that we bring to the table and none of it's good or bad it just is and we that's something that we need to take into account when we talk about setting goals and things like that and that's that's been hugely present for me this quarter specifically as as um Mm. i sort of alluded to earlier so i think that is uh an absolutely priceless approach and something that you don't see very often. So, so Jasmine might be on the on the cutting edge here of of a new approach to mm. just getting things done with these you know goal setting regular check ins that is above and beyond you know the the typical like set smart goals S M A R T you know the um, what is it uh, specific measurable actionable something whatever I don't even know anymore. Yeah, you're you're time, timely is the T. I think the R. Yeah, is... there it is repeatable or something i don't know anyway but yeah you're you know that's one way (laughs) (laughs) cool so that's coming up uh july 1st depending on when you're listening to this hopefully you're hearing it in time if not there's the online version stay tuned to our newsletter our website our social media uh for all the details on that and reach out to us directly uh right away if you'd like to get more details on that live workshop we'll email you right back uh, also, inside the membership, we are currently in week five of the Prosperous Heart, the uh, sort of financial abundance self-guided course from Julia Cameron. Uh, I've been partaking every week with several other members, and um, at first I was like, I got this. You know, I'm, 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 I like religiously track every penny in YNAB, but like I'm very much on my game, or so I thought. When it comes to uh-huh. the money thing and uh, week five, man, feeling the anger, feeling the emotion, feeling the frustration. Wow. It, a lot wow. of stuff's coming up, man. A lot of stuff is coming up. It's not necessarily like, you know, game changing, revelatory stuff, but I'm seeing the, the tie of emotion to uh, abundance and money right now. And it's it's tough, man. I got to admit, it's not easy, but I'm grateful to have a community to go there with uh, because they don't have to sit here in my lonesome and suffer. I can I can suffer some somewhat publicly with the support of other people to help me sort of you know navigate it. So that's been awesome. I hope you guys, uh, if you're interested in this, will hop into the membership and join us. You can jump in at any time. There's a thread for each week, so you can hop in and see exactly what people are talking about when. And of course, if you post in there, that will uh, bump the that week up to the top of the new posts thread. So everybody will be notified that there's new content in there and, and be able to check it out. So hope you join us. If it sounds like something you'd be interested in, we're in week five check it out the prosperous heart trev i can always i can already tell as we are about to dive into our review that i am even though you were feeling resistant and and feeling kind of blah about uh everything this quarter i can already tell that i am proud of you for going there wherever there is because um just the vulnerability your word for 2017 to acknowledge the emotion that's tied to this uh, area, this domain of your life is that's huge. Um, so I'm uh, no matter what happens next, buddy, I'm always proud of you. <laughs> well, I hope you didn't speak too soon there. Uh, <laughs> we shall, we see. shall see. We shall see. Well, let's go ahead and jump into it. Because uh, yeah. uh, like you said, um, and like I said, <laughs> our, our reviews are eerily similar. And um, this was... I was trying to write my review for like since Monday. I've been trying to like put this thing into words, but I've just been lacking in motivation and energy. And I've just been in the shit, man. I've been in the emotional like shitsville town city. Uh, It's been a challenging couple weeks. And uh, a lot of it is due to, you know, personal situations in my life that I don't want to go too deep into. But it's interesting that this morning I finally like, Actually, last night, late last night, I sort of unplugged something, like I uncorked something, and I was like, ah, oh, I think, 
I think this is the issue. I think this is what I'm after. I think this is what I want and what I need and what's next for me. And then the words just started flowing. So to open up your review this morning and then see like, holy shit, <laughs> AJ could have written my review for me. <laughs> was was pretty cool, man. Uh, it's it's great to be in sync with you, man. What uh, can you talk about the uncorking at all, or will that be a good uh, diving off point, or is that more of like the denouement, like at the end? Uh, you know, no, I, I think it is a good diving off point because um, what what I'm realizing um, as I experience, I'll just be blunt with it, as I experience grief and, and loss. You know, I was looking at my Q1 review and I had written about you know the death of my brother, and at that point. When I was reading it, I was like, it almost looked like I, I felt like I had a handle on it. And I did the math and it had been about three and a half, four weeks uh, since he had passed away. And it was still really fresh, but I was like, okay, I can, I can talk about this now. Um, and uh, Ben Mathis actually reached out to me not too long ago. And he said, you know, a friend said something to me that, that is interesting about grief. He said, grief happens to you like that there's, there's really no controlling it. And, and that's something mm. I'm, that's very present for me right now is that I, you know, I have great days where I'm like, I got this. And I, I've said this before, you know, like I've, I'm over it. I, I've got it handled. Like now it's just a, a memory and it's sort of time has worked its magic and, and I'm a strong, mm. capable person. And, and, and then there are other days where it just, it takes over, man. It's like a tsunami and it just washes over you. And like, I, I've learned that it is, uh, fruitless to fight it that I kind of, I kind of have to just give up. I have to just, you know, embrace my humility and just lay there and let it work me. Uh, and it's, it's been hard wow. because I've had more of those days recently than I have, I guess, I don't know, in the past few months, like more of them have happened in the past, maybe three weeks, really since you and I got back from Yosemite, I, I don't know what happened, but something just kicked in and I've just been, Oh God, I had, it. it's funny that you, I literally was just thinking about that trip and wanted to share something with you. So oh, yeah? yeah, continue your sentence, but Holy crap. Like talk about being in sync. I was thinking about that trip and I wanted to share something with you. So keep, yeah, yeah, keep talking. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I'm dying to know what it is. Uh, you know, but we got, we got back from Yosemite and I don't know if this had anything to do with it or not, but I've just had, you know, like a one, like a two to one ratio for every two good days. I'll have just a really super, just like rough day where I, you know, it's, it's just been hard, man. It's just been really hard. That's all I can say is that I have days where I, I really, I don't want to get out of bed and sometimes I don't. And I just have to literally, I just have to lay there and let it happen. And it sucks ass. And I don't want to call it depression. I don't know if it is depression. I think that word gets tossed around a lot. And I think depression is a very real, very serious thing. Um, but it just happens to you, man. And that's, that's my, that's my big insight. Is it, is it, especially as creative people, as artists, as people who uh, study the human condition, this is part of it. It's not always a fun job. <laughs> In fact, this is the least fun I've ever had emotionally. Uh, but it happens to you and, and you just have to kind of plumb the depths of it and feel the textures and just let it happen. Uh, so that's, uh, that's the diving off point for um, whatever we were diving into. Uh, what was you, what were you going to say about Yosemite? Well, you, you, it, it has to, it ties into what Ben Mathis said to you about, um, it happens to you, right? After that trip, something about the conversation that we had, I think you were talking about like what was next for you. So we're sort of jumping the gun a little bit and diving into, uh, not necessarily what worked, what didn't work, but what's next. And I think you were talking about like, um, <clears throat> sort of one of the, one of the things you wanted, right, which was to create art, um, create uh, something, create create an artistic or a, 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 some form of advocacy or or something that you had um, creative control over. And from since that conversation, um, and since we've been back, I've thought about you and the podcast and like our relationship and and your relationship to art and everything. And recently it's everything sort of like clicked into place. And I was thinking about the word control, especially for you. And I don't consider you like a control freak. That's not like how I view Trevor Algat. But when it comes to 
like being an artist, one of the biggest challenges is there's no, there's very little, we can only control us. We can only control the things we talked about on the podcast before getting better, uh, our social media, um, our materials, our marketing, our, the relationships that we build. But as if, if I was in an audition, the, like literally a few days ago where I was talking to the, um, the assistant outside the room and everyone in this office was very nice. And we were talking, and we were joking about that whole thing that you and I have talked about, about where if you remind somebody of an ex boyfriend or girlfriend, you, you may not get the job and how little control. I- she said, if actors knew how whimsical this whole thing was, they would be like, it, it would be, they would, they would, it, they would be able to let it go even mm. more. Mm. So I was thinking about just the word control and how it affects artists specifically. And thinking about you and, you know, you have in your, in your, in your review, you have like what motivates me or, or, um, you know, I want to feel motivated. I want to be able to spend my energy on things that, you know, make me happy. And when we were in Yosemite, you talked about one of the things that might make you happy is, you know, building something that you had creative control over. And so then when you said, Ben Mathis said, hey, a friend told me, you know, grief happens to you. I was like, oh, my God, that's like a complete lack of control. So it's a one-two punch. You've got the grief itself, which is already – I can't even imagine how difficult. I've never lost a sibling. And then you have the fact that you have no control over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that is so hard. So, yeah, I mean, and you said it. You said it was hard. So, yes, I'm just acknowledging that and and trying to sort of like connect all the dots here. Um, and I don't know what the answer is, but I love that you're challenging yourself in these new and different ways. And I think that is where we the sort of Venn diagram crossed over for us, because, you know, my word for 2017 is rebirth. So where can we do something differently? And we're both talking about living intentionally, frugally, taking away you know, uh, living this sort of minimalism life. I, 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 I've said to Jasmine almost on a daily basis, I can't wait to get rid of my things, <laughs> my stuff. I can't wait. I, yeah. you know, literally, I just need the time. Like I've been working a lot, which is part of what has been working. That's a whole other conversation. But there's something so freeing about, <clears throat> oh, I don't have the responsibility of a bunch of crap. Yeah, I just have what I need and I can do. And here's where we also cross over. I can do that sort of backpacking trip or traveling the world or getting away. Um, and I don't know, there, it, it, there's almost sorry, this is all happening in the moment. There's almost this uh, element of control over that and also letting go. Mm, yeah. Like it's like this really great balance. Well, before we so, before we jump in, I, I want to ask you about this because this is something that, that came we, up we've jumped us. in, Trev. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I wanted to kind of go, you know, point by point uh, in in your I know, I know. in your review specifically, but uh, uh, I, I, like what the minimal the minimalization thing, the minimalism thing is it, it's a thing in the world right now. You know, like a lot of I guess millennials and somewhat pre millennials, like like we are. Uh, have really embraced this this like intentional living thing, and also uh, travel came up for us at kind of like the exact same time. Like we both were like, I need to just get out of Dodge and experience some novelty and and be in the world and be comfortable being uncomfortable is is the kind of the way I put it and and the way that yeah. you know we've we've the thing that we've learned in, in our emotional intelligence training. So so what what is the what's the catalyst for you? When it comes to like, I want to get rid of my crap and I want to go out and see more of the world. What, what was it that prompted this? Or is this just something that kind of bloomed in you from, from seeming, seemingly nothing? Yeah. Part of it was that trip to Yosemite. I'll tell you that. Um, I've been thinking and I, I, I had a feeling this was going to come up as part of the, the rest of the review when we looked at, you know, for instance, what didn't work. I've been thinking a lot about discipline. It's something that's been coming up for me a lot lately, and it's something that um, Mich- you and Michelle discussed quite a bit in her interview. And I was so, frankly, if I'm being super vulnerable, I was really jealous of you and your um, sports background and all of the work that 
you know, would go into waking up stupidly early to get to the pool, to work out, to, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I was really jealous of her and the sort of the upbringing of um, uh, parents who understood the arts and would encourage that and encourage her to be disciplined and like her making her homework into a game, like all these things. And then um, combine that with the um, with Alex Hunold, you know, free soloing um, El Capitan, which I wrote about on my Facebook feed. Um, the day he was in the valley at the same time as us. Yeah. He was practicing while we, while you and I were there. I remember you looking at El Capitan and going, I'm looking to see if I can see any climbers. Yeah. And he was very next, well, the very next day was when he did it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was the, it was, um, it was either the, the, the next day or the day after. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I, there's just something like there's some dots connecting here and I don't know what it is. And, um, you know, I've been trying to ask myself, what is my El Capitan? And I'm not, I'm not, I don't have that discipline because I, well, it's more like I didn't grow up climbing, um, you know, uh, these difficult climbs or I didn't grow up, you know, for instance, hockey, professional hockey, every single professional hockey player started playing when they were like four years old. Every single one, because you have to start that young in order to get that good. Um, so I was, you know, I've just, it's just been all, you know, in, so, so if I can't, so if I don't have that background, that discipline, what is my El, Cap, El Capitan? What is the thing, what is the, the, the sort of overcoming thing? What's going to push me outside of my comfort zone? And I put this in my review doc. Well, what's going to push me outside of my comfort zone is this minimalism thing. To start with, like getting rid of, like, I don't know what it is about my upbringing, my life, my relationship with abundance, which you spoke into a little bit earlier, that has me think that I need the things that I have. Um, But getting rid of them definitely would push me outside of my comfort zone. And so would going on some crazy long backpacking trip for days, weeks, months, who knows, um, through some crazy ass wilderness with nothing but me and my pack oh, so, um, so and, and, and what I can fit inside of it. So you're, you're almost like, you're thinking like going grizzly man with it. Uh, yeah. I mean, not at first I, I need to, I need to, I want to do a couple of tr- shorter trips to learn like what it's like and what, you know, uh, how to do it properly, so to speak. Um, but eventually, uh, yeah. Yeah, I would like to go, go grizzly. And you know why? Because it scares the shit out of me. Hmm. It scares the absolute piss out of me. There's so much there. What am I going to lose my job? Am I going to not have any money while I'm gone or when I get back? What happens to all of my quote unquote things while I'm gone? You know what I mean? There's all of these things, um, responsibilities, um, that can sometimes free us and sometimes hold us down. And it's just a matter of interpretation. I get that. But, Hmm. um, anyway, all these thoughts are sort of swirling and I'm, I don't really have like a, a a set answer to your, to your question, but that's, that's just sort of where, where things are at for me. That's, that is really interesting. And I, I want to know, I want to hear like kind of how this ties into any sort of artistic sensibility that you have. But I I also just want to point out that, for me, this sort of um, inner nudge arose out of the, <laughs> I guess it's uncommon discipline, but I'm learning to see, I'm, I'm learning that this discipline is something that's become a cage for me. I have so many habits and, and I've grown up with such rigor in my life. You know, like I have no problem getting up at 430 in the morning. I can get in the pool. I can swim 10,000 years. Like I'm good at being told what to do or telling myself what to do and then following through on those like hard things. But it's something that's like I've become so married to that it's like without those things, I feel lost. And I realized how small I'm holding myself because I'm so addicted to my habits. And so for me, I'm like, what happens if I just break those chains and just float off into the world with, you know, a thousand (laughs) bucks in my account and a backpack and a month and nowhere to sleep tonight? Like, what do I do? What am I made of? Where am I going with this? So it's interesting that you say that the discipline was something that sort of you felt some jealousy around and inspired you. Whereas for me, it's like, I want to get away from that as much as possible just to see what's on the other side. I'm just, 
it's interesting that we came to it from from different places. Yeah. But I, I do want to ask, uh, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, if I go off and do this, what's going to happen? Am I going to, what's going to happen to my stuff, my place, my job, uh, as a, as a creative person, as an artist, and I, this is maybe an obvious answer, maybe not, but like, how would something like this inform your work? Presumably you're going to be sort of socially isolated for a big chunk of time there. Um, have you thought about what, what this will, how this will inform the actor side of you? Um, a little bit. I mean, first of all, you know, you just said, what are you made of? Which is a huge part of it. Also not, you know, Jasmine recently went on a 10 day silent meditation retreat, 10 hours a day for 10 days straight, right? A hundred, a hundred hours of meditation. And she was like, of course I hated it. Sometimes it was awful. Sometimes, sometimes it was just like, you know, I didn't want to be there. I mean, you know, my body was in pain and my mind was like screaming and I was like, why am I there? But that's all part of the journey. And I'm sure that's going to, I'm sure that's a, can happen out on the trail. You're just like, what am I doing? Why, why did I choose <laughs> to do this? But it, it, it's that, it's that, you know, what are you made of thing? And, you know, uh, there's that old, um, <clears throat> you know, sort of sketch where you draw a circle and you write inside of it, uh, comfort zone and you draw a circle outside of that circle and you write inside of it where the magic happens, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I think I've had a, um, very safe relationship with risk, um, and I, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what the, <clears throat> I don't know what the impact would be on me as an artist, but I know that it's going to have a massive influence on a massive impact on me as a human. And, you know, my, my artist muse is my, my, my human form is just a vessel for my artist muse. So it, it has to, uh, affect it and form it, um, supported in growth in some way. It has to. It would be impossible for it not to. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's a. I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah. No. Totally. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Where, I, what do you in terms of? So you you were saying you wanted to get away from like the discipline type stuff, right? You you, um, you feel like um, sort of un- unlocking from that. Um, what do you feel like would be the impact of that type of journey um, for you? I, and I think, uh, remind me how you put it. It's like solo, what does it say? So, uh, where is it? Uh, educate myself on, tra- this is one of your what's next actions, right? For Q3. Educate myself on travel, building a sustainable, flexible, geographically independent, uh, geographically independent freedom business. And then there was another one that was like, Oh, here it is. Plan my next trip for a solo trip somewhere. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. 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 No, for I'm recognizing, you know, in, in, in the wake of all this stuff, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm recognizing that I, I, I don't really like who I've become and I've become who I've become because I also have played it so incredibly safe in my life. There are so few risks I've taken. And so I can look back at the past five years, 10 years of my life. And I don't have many like milestones by which to mark the passage of time. I've just got this rote routine and it's worked for me on a lot of levels, but my creativity has suffered so much. I I don't have any new stories or new experiences or textures to sign up to soak up and share and, and put out into the world. And I don't like that. Uh, you know, I may be in great shape because I did 325 million workouts. It's like, that's, that, I, I'm proud of that. Like, that's great. But at the same time, I'm like, this isn't getting me anywhere <clears throat> that I want to go anymore. I, I think I, I'm sort of past that phase of my life where I'm focused on that kind of thing. And I want to be focused more on like just feeding the intangible, like you said, you know, like my, your body is just a vessel for this sort of infinite aspect of yourself, the spiritual self. Um, 
I just thought of that interview we listened on the way up to Yosemite with uh, with the guy who wrote Sapiens and Homo Deus, and he's like, the soul doesn't exist. You know, we, we're just animals, <laughs> and, and there's nothing magical. It's all just chemical reactions. But I, you know, I believe that there's something more divine and infinite about us. But, you know, it's like... That part of me is like starving to death and, and everything else is like locked down in this very predictable, productive, but predictable routine that's not moving me anywhere. So for, for me, it's, it's similar, a uh, slightly different uh, vantage point, but, but a very similar sort of uh, motivation. So, so now that we have uh, sort of um, solidified that aspect of our reviews. Uh, I want to talk a little, talk a little bit about what worked, uh, specifically with yours, because you had a lot of things that worked this quarter, as you often do. Uh, the promotion obviously has been a big one for you. You did multiple, in fact, you, you just got back from a camping trip, I think. Another one. Yeah. Yeah. Jasmine and I went to, uh, Pinnacles National Park, which was, uh, beautiful, but I would definitely not recommend it in the middle of summer. <laughs> Why is that? It was at least it was triple digits at least ninety percent of the time we were there. It was oh man, crazy, and we prepared for it. It was actually kind of interesting. It was part of the, um, you know, backpacking prep. It's like now I now I know I can do it in the middle of like hot, you know, somewhere that's in a in a sort of extreme climate, um, at least extreme on the heat side of of things. Maybe not on the cold side of things, but holy crap, it was really hot. Um, uh, so anyway, lots of water and a sun hat and blah, blah, blah. But it was, it was, it was a good experience. Yeah, man. It's interesting. I think it was in Phoenix or Tucson or something last week. It topped 120 a few days and that, that broke all sorts of records. And there's, you know, photos on the internet of like trash cans and mailboxes melting and, and cookies Jesus. baking on dashboards of car. I mean, 120 degrees in Tucson and I, that's another reason I want to just get the hell out of Dodge and expose myself to new experiences is because I, 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 re I recognize like one of the reasons I haven't been as engaged with the environmental stuff is I usually am is just because of this thing called eco despair or climate depression, where it's like you just soak yourself in all this bad news. And then you look around and you see nobody doing anything differently. You're like the only person who knows how to recycle. And you're like, why, why this is, we're doomed. We're doomed. And I feel like getting out and seeing the rest of the world would perhaps change my narrative a little bit but mm. um anyway i just wanted to comment on the the heat thing because that, that yeah. that's a new reality welcome yeah to the future yep, yep. uh you bought a <laughs> speaking of uh you bought a new car a new used car uh which we took up to yosemite and which we off-roaded in which was awesome uh, and, uh, let's see what else here you, uh, so this is new because I know for a while, this was something you were struggling with, but you've got a, a pretty consistent sort of minimalistic, uh, simple workout routine and you've been, you've been really paying more attention to your diet. Can you talk a little bit about this? Uh, yeah, I just, you know, for me it, going back to the discipline thing, there are certain things that just don't work. Like, um, I've tried so many different things to get in, get in better shape and, um, I'm not like overweight and I'm not super unhealthy and I, I, I tend to eat decently well and I've just gotten better and better at that. Um, but, uh, but I've struggled with maintaining a consistent workout routine. And so I just like, was like, all right, just forget about like trying to do something very, um, I don't know, big or specific or, you know, like a, like a P90X kind of thing. It just like, it, it, I've, I've only made it, you know, a few weeks into those kinds of things. And, and, and then it all goes to hell because of my lack of discipline. Um, so first thing I had to do was change obviously my mindset and make it, um, about my health and my longevity and make it fun. And the second thing was just to keep it as simple as possible. So if I can't do it in like 15 minutes, I know I'm not going to do it. So, uh, sometimes I'll work out longer than that and that's great. But if I know that I can't complete it in 15 minutes, I, I probably won't do it. At least won't do it every day. So I've worked out, um, almost every day, uh, since before we left for Yosemite. Um, and it's just been like, you know, a little bit of Pilates, a little bit of yoga, a little bit of, um, you know, walking or running, um, uh, push-ups, squats, you know, mostly isometric, but just like anything that I can do to get moving, um, in the morning and, and so far so good it's working. I just need to, 
I, I know that if I can establish it as a as a habit, then I can start getting into you know um, expanding that, making it. Um, uh, longer, uh, workouts, more intense workouts, uh, weight training, et cetera. Hmm. Awesome, man. You know, the, the sports science is showing more and more that, that 30 minutes of focused movement, uh, is really all you need to get yeah. significant returns. And after yeah. 30 minutes, you start to see diminishing returns, uh, even like yeah. elite athletes, like the first 30 minutes are the most crucial time. And after that, the, the, the kind of graph of, of results or engagement or whatever, just sort of starts to slowly drop off. Mm-hmm. So, uh, kudos to you for that, man. That's, that's awesome. And I think that's also why we're seeing a trend towards these shorter workouts, like everywhere, you know, everyone's like, they've got a new 25 minute workout or a new 30 minute <laughs> thing. Yeah. And, and I think that that's, you know, you don't have to be sweating and, and panting and, and all that stuff. Just move, get your heart rate up, do it five, six days a week. You just added 10 years to your life. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, I'm just curious about the diet because that's, that's 80% of it, you know, 20% fitness, 80% diet. What, what are you doing uh, diet wise? Um, I'm almost entirely off of gluten. Um, I am doing my best to reduce sugars and, um, uh, I've started recently on not necessarily fasting, but on, um, poor, I don't know, not portion control, but like not all like eating because I'm such a big person, you know, not, not necessarily like overweight or anything, but like I'm six, three. So like, it takes a lot of energy to move this frame around every day. Um, I'm just used to kind of eating all the time. And, you know, uh, lately, as long as I feel, um, satiated and like, I've gotten some good nutrition into my body, I'll actually, um, not do that. I'll not eat on every break that I have at work or, um, you know, um, late at night, for instance, um, if I get home and it's, you know, nine 30 or whatever, like I'll just drink some water and, and go to sleep and make a nice breakfast in the morning kind of thing. Um, and then mostly, you know, one of the things that, um, I really enjoyed about, um, one of the podcasts that we listened to when we were in Yosemite was when they were talking about the, um, how the paleo thing is like they're a little off right they're pretty sort of like meat hungry uh that that whole thing because people who like cavemen they wouldn't have had you know if they had a kill it was like a special occasion like once a month kind of thing um and so i can't remember who it was that said it but they were talking about how um what their diet probably consisted of was 90 percent you know plant-based and like 10 percent um, uh, animal fats and, and, and meat or animal protein. Um, so I've been trying when I look at like how my diet is sort of laid out, I've been doing my best to kind of move further and further towards that, uh, balance. Um, and yeah, it, it, it feels pretty good. I'm, I'm noticing I'm hungry (laughs) a lot, but you know, um, watching you do the, um, intermittent fasting thing too when we were camping was like all right look if this ginormous human with these big muscles <laughs> can uh, can do this i'm sure i can um go you know without having like a meal here and there so yeah um, a little hunger is good is good for people i think uh, you know i read a great book called eat stop eat by a guy named brad pilon who i would love to have on the podcast thinking about reaching out to him uh it wouldn't be acting centric at all it'd be all about diet and things like that but you know, he, he talks about how hunger is actually a very good stressor for the body. And that when we are always feeding ourselves to get away from hunger, it actually does way more damage than, than good. Mm. Um, so um, that's something I've been practicing too is uh, the, the Chinese, I think, or the Japanese have a word or a term or a phrase for it. But it's the idea of eating until you're 80% full and then just putting down the fork. Um, I think in, in the West we have a really deeply ingrained culture of excess when it comes to food and celebration. And we have this tradition of kind of stuffing ourselves. We have an entire holidays dedicated to it. And, you know, if you look at the portion sizes we have, we eat and the amount of meat that we eat, um, it's like, no wonder we are the fattest country in the world. And now it's official. One third of the entire planet's population is obese. Yeah. I saw that. God, 
it's like, you know, and there's, and there's so much, you, know, you talk about paleo, we're in a little bit of a tangent here, but it's, it's interesting. If you look at the past hundred years of nutritional study and marketing and data, it, it, everything contradicts everything else. Like there was a time where protein was the enemy in the early 1900s. Protein was the bad guy. We right now, sugar's the bad guy and gluten's the bad guy and, and fat uh, is the good guy, but protein was the bad guy for a long time. And then uh, protein became sort of okay. Uh, and then, and then uh, I'm sorry, fat was the bad guy for a long time. And we, we still have some of that residual fat thing, but now fat's the really, really good guy and protein's the good guy and carbs are the bad guy, but specifically certain types of carbs. And it, it's like just eat a balanced diet of mostly whole foods, you know, aim for a hundred grams of protein a day ish. If you go over or under no big deal, and just stop eating every once in a while. Like that that's that's it. And enjoy your food. Don't get crazy about it. And I think it's it's so interesting that we have these these like religious, like fanatical diets out there when it's like clearly they come and go like once every two to four years. You know, like when was the last time you heard about, you know, Atkins? I mean Atkins is sort of paleo reinvented, but like nobody talks about Atkins anymore. But 10 years ago, 15 years ago, actually, it was more like 20 years ago, that was like the be all end all of, of diets, mm. right? Yeah. <laughs> and, you yeah. know, there's now it's ketogenic and paleo and, and but it's like, I don't know, man, I just feel like we're wasting a lot of brain power on something that is not <laughs> that complicated. It's really not. Yeah. It's really not. Eat food. Yeah. As Michael Pollan says, eat food, mostly vegetables, not too much. Boom. You're done. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I've been like really conscious of like, okay, did it come out of a box or a packaging of yeah. some kind? And if yeah. so, like, okay, I should either not eat it at all or eat very little of it and 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 lean towards, you know, something. So anyway, lots of salads and stuff. It's been it's been great. Awesome. You know. Awesome. That's that's great to hear, man. I'm you know, obviously I'm excited about and care about that stuff, but I I'm definitely uh moving out of that phase. <laughs> Where it's like I used to, I used to really pride myself on knowing all about that stuff. And now it's like, look, I just want to enjoy my food. And if it does kind of package and I want it, I'm going to eat it and I'm not going to stress about it, but I'm going to make sure that I eat something out of the ground next, you know, uh, and I'm not going to, you know, bog my mind down with all this new nutrition science that's going to be debunked in two months. Um, <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about on your, what worked section is, uh, some of the self-discovery stuff that you outlined, I, for one, have seen a massive shift. Uh, and we haven't talked about this, so I hope it's okay that I mention this in the podcast, but I've seen a massive shift in your ways of being around relationship, around others. Um, I feel like I experience you as very loving, compassionate, intentional, patient, understanding, and empowering around other people. I definitely experienced this in Yosemite and I've known you for a long time and I haven't always experienced you that way. Uh, but lately it's just been really prevalent and wonderful to be around. And I know you've been doing a lot of work. So, um, can you talk a little bit about this? You, you, you talked about in your outline, what it takes to create and maintain a powerful, healthy, fruitful relationship. Uh, yeah, thank you for that. Um, wow, man, that's, um, some really powerful feedback. I, I really appreciate that. Um, it was, um, that was unexpected. Um, <laughs> I did kind of ambush you with that. I'm, I kind no, of feel like I should no. apologize now, but, uh, but no, it's, you don't it's need, true. I mean, like, I'm actually like, I'm emotional. Yeah. Like really, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm not, uh, I don't feel ambushed. I feel grateful. Um, yeah, I, I've been doing, um, there's this there's this branch of 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 relationship therapy called Imago, um, and I would encourage anyone to kind of look it up and do some research on it. But uh, if I had to talk about the 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 sort of the foundation of it or the crux of it, it's all about visiting the world, like literally the planet of the other person. So. Um, it could be the person you're in a significant romantic relationship with, or it could just be a friend or a stranger you meet or somebody who you disagree with. Um, and you sort of do your best to put yourself in their shoes, in their world. 
and really listen from that place, listen from their world, from their ears, from their worldview, from their upbringing, especially because most of the wounds that we carry around with us as adults came from childhood. And in this practice, one of the things that's happened, I'm, I'm not anywhere near, you know, um, perfect or, or, or good <laughs> at this, but what happens is the removal of one's own ego. Um, and it's an amazing thing because especially for people like me, I grew up, um, I, I grew up in an atmosphere of perfection was kind of the expectation. And so I have a really hard time being wrong. And, you know, there's all these books, there's like books, uh, tons of books written about, you know, making mistakes and being wrong and how that's supportive and moves us forward in, uh, in our life and in our growth. And I never learned how to be wrong. Um, and so when I feel wrong, even to this day, I lash out, I become defensive, I shut down. Um, and that could be in any sort of relationship, but of course it's going to happen in the relationship you spend the most time in. And so what I've been learning and practicing, um, and I've received acknowledgement, not only just now from you, Trevor, but from, from Jasmine as well is I've been learning, um, that when we step outside of our, when we, when we let go of our ego and say, it's not about me. It's not about me being wrong. It's not about me. It's not about me. Um, some amazing things happen. You just open yourself up to listening to the other person. You open yourself to um, other possibilities. You open yourself to other worldviews, other opinions. And you can really like listen to the other person. And most importantly, just hold space and just let whatever feelings or emotions or things that are coming up, come up and happen. And then they happen. And then usually after they happen, they're done and over with, as opposed to what often happens is we get defensive, we get opinionated, we get, um, upset and that, and, and we get blameful. And that's all about us. That's all about our emotions and our feelings and our anger and our baggage. Mm. And it's kind of amazing. It's just, <clears throat> you know, you create this space, let the other person, whether it's a friend, family member, significant other, whatever, have their feeling, like experience the experience that they're experiencing. And then that's it. Hmm. Sometimes it's as simple as that. Um, and so that was uh, probably the big psychological and emotional win of the last quarter and I'm still practicing it, but, um, it's made a huge difference, um, in my life. And I don't, like I said, hearing, uh, hearing you say that, like it, it means a lot because obviously I'm not going around trumpeting this saying like, <laughs> everybody pay attention to how right. awesome I've become. Um, so <laughs> that would be kind of antithetical to that would be antithetical, yeah. So I, I, so anyway, to hear you notice, uh, yeah, I can't tell you how much that means to me. Well, I, um, it's very, it's been very, uh, very noticeable to me and I, I know to other people as well. And I, I feel a little weird just kind of having boiled it down to a talking point when it's such a huge shift, not shift almost. Cause it's not like you were like completely different before, but it's like, I've just noticed this intentional approach and. Um, it's been an inspiration to me. There are times in my life where I've nerded out, you know, nerded out, uh, being for the uninitiated, uh, the sort of, uh, emotional intelligence parlance for, um, like going back to like old damaging habitual ways of, uh, self-sabotaging ways of, of thinking or being. And I, I've thought of you, I've just been like, I remember, uh, when, when I experienced this from AJ, you know, and, and he approached this adversity or this thing that would have flared him up maybe previously and definitely is flaring me up right now. And I was like, and I remember him just sort of 
letting it happen and just holding the space for it to happen and not judging it and not trying to end it or change it, but just being with it. And that's, it's so powerful, man. And you don't have to say anything. I think that's the best part is that all you have to do is be it. And that speaks so much louder than, than like, you know, telling somebody about this new practice that you've discovered. It's, it's like, it, it speaks for itself. And I think it's, I, I don't even have to say, I think I, I know without even <laughs> knowing, uh, that, that people at your work, um, at your auditions, um, other friends that we have are, are, are noticing this as well. Maybe they haven't put it into words yet, or maybe they have, but, um, it's, it's been powerful and I want to thank you for being the example. And, um, I, like I said, I feel weird sort of ambushing you and making this a talking point, but, <laughs> but it's been, it's been, it's been huge. And I just wanted to point it out. You even put it in bold on, on the, um, review. And I think it's because it's been something that's been a big deal for you. I want to ask when you do catch yourself, uh, because it's a practice, like you said, so when you do catch yourself sort of falling off the wagon and getting, falling back into old habits of criticizing or judging or, or talking negatively or trying to control something, uh, what is your thought process like? What do you do? How do you pull yourself out of it? What does that look like? Um, <clears throat> well, I, I think I haven't had to put words on it, so I'm, I'm not really sure, but I think if I had to say anything, it would be just reminding myself and I actually learned this from you. So, um, the mutual admiration society continues. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I just remind myself that the only person I'm hurting is me, hmm. you know? Um, yeah, hmm. just that that's, it's pretty, it's pretty much that simple. I'm just like, well, <laughs> I'm the one that's upset right now, or I'm the one that's, you know, sort of has this negative energy right now, not, you know, the other person. Um, yeah. And it's, it's certainly not perfect at all, <laughs> at all, at it, all. It, yeah. it, it reminds me a little bit of a, a, a proverb that I heard once and I'm going to paraphrase this very heavily, but it was the idea or the story is that these two monks are walking down a, a path and, uh, they come across this old lady and, uh, she's having a hard time walking or something. And so, uh, the older monk, there's a young monk and an old monk and the older monk stops and, and says, can I help you? And she says, uh, yeah, I need to get, you know, 10 miles down the road or something. He says, okay. And so he picks her up and he carries her and it really slows the two monks down. It takes them like, you know, twice as long, three times as long to get to where they're going. Then they have to like veer off the path and drop her off and they come back to the path and they're like way behind on what they were doing. And they're still walking in about a mile or two down the road. The young monk says, why did you pick up that woman? Like it wasn't our responsibility she would have been fine. Somebody else would have come along and now we're, you know, we're behind and all this stuff. And he said, why, why did you do that? And the older monk said, I put that woman down two miles ago. Why are you still carrying her? <laughs> something, something along those lines. And yeah. you know, the lesson obviously being like, yeah, when we, when we hold these judgments and these criticisms, like the world doesn't really care. We're, we're the ones suffering. We're the ones drinking our own poison. Uh, and that's, you know, like you said, a practice, but, uh, I think mindfulness is probably just the only way to go about it is just to continually check in, check in, check in. What am I creating for others, for myself? Um, but yeah, again, thank you for your example. Thank you for saying something that was really unexpected. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't really know where to go next with this. Um, <laughs> it's all good. We can, we can change channels really abruptly here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I know we're, we're getting a little bit tight on time. Um, we talked a lot about sort of what's next for us and the details are in our, um, our review documents, which are posted inside the membership. But, uh, I do want to quickly visit, uh, what didn't work. Um, just to touch on this, and again, we say this every time, but this is not about beat up. This is not about, um, um, it's not even about coaching, really. It's just about being an awareness of like, okay, here are the things that I declared. They didn't happen. 
What got in the way? Is it even important to me anymore? Uh, do I want to recommit to this? Uh, and, and sort of what, what is the lesson to be gleaned and how can I become sort of bigger, better, bigger, faster, stronger, more patient <laughs> going forward, having, hmm. uh, having made this declaration and then not having achieved it. Uh, I think this is probably one of the most powerful aspects of a review. If we can learn to visit this aspect of it without criticizing ourselves or each other, something that is very much a, a practice for me. I am really uh, brutal with myself when it comes to not keeping my commitments, and I do it all the time. Uh, and I'm learning to just be like, okay, Tre like you're talking one game, Trev, and you're doing another. So like, what what's going on here? So um, just to quickly uh, revisit this, uh, I know that we both made financial declarations about paying off debt, and neither of us actually <laughs> hit the bullseye on this. Uh, both of us made progress. I didn't put this in my outline, but uh, I know that you had uh, a certain amount or a certain account to, to pay off, and, and it didn't happen. Uh, anything to glean from that? Um, no, just that I didn't beat myself up about it. I mean, you know, part of it was the, um, part of it was the car, you know, getting, That's you know, right, we yeah. unfortunately had a car breakdown. Like I, it happened like the day after I declared that. Um, mm. so, you know, there's a, there's a, <clears throat> there's two ways to look at it. One is like, you know, oh, I made the declaration. I should have it happen even like regardless, uh, even, even though, you know, I had this uh, unexpected thing happen. Um, but I didn't stop working towards the goal. So the other, you know, thing is to not beat myself up that it didn't happen. Um, and I'm not, and I'm making progress and, and, you know, it's sort of, it is what it is, but, um, it's an interesting aspect to the whole minimalism thing. It's like, I'm looking around going all of these things that I own, like were bought, at some point, like I purchased them, uh, or received them some other way. And, um, I'm thinking about, you know, not only donating, but bringing uh, stuff to, to places where you can like re resell it or, or, or what have you. And it's like, if I did that, I could sort of, I would be getting rid of not only the item itself, but the monetary value as well. And put that towards paying off hmm. debt, hmm. you know? So it's all, it all, it's all sort of tied together. So I, I heard about someone, this is probably, everybody probably has a friend of a friend who said this, but, uh, the, this person, whoever they are said that, uh, whenever she wants to welcome a new relationship or new business into her life, she cleans out her closet and just gets rid of all her old crap. And there, there's the idea being that there's so much psychic energy tied up and all this stuff, especially that stuff that you just don't care about anymore or that has some old emotional baggage attached to it. It's just taking up mental space just as much as it's taking up physical space. And uh, I know a lot of people who have, you know, when they've started a new chapter, they've made the effort to just like rejigger a lot of things. And a big part of that is just cleaning out old detritus and uh and it always seems to sort of lead to uh it creates the space i guess it creates a new bucket for for the universe or whatever however you want to think about it this new stuff to get kind of deposited into your life so yeah um, that's the idea yeah um, do, you, do you have any um thoughts on 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 not hitting your uh financial goals uh you know i I go back and forth with this because I, I made a ton of progress on this one credit card account that I've been meaning to get rid of for a long time. Uh, and then right, of course, uh, you know, your car broke down, you had to buy a new car, right? As I got my huge tax return, uh, my car, my car's braking system went bad. And so that was a fairly expensive repair. And so, um, I didn't get to quite knock out the debt the way I wanted it to, but, but like you, I didn't let it stop me completely. I consider it a win if I can even send an extra dollar to that account, a dollar above and beyond the minimum. Now I usually do much more than that, but if that's all it was, I'm still going above and beyond. I'm still making that a priority. The catch for me is, and this is a practice, is that I'm, I, I really fluctuate between like being super frugal and intentional with my money and being like, okay, this is my goal, whatever it takes. I'm going to eat rice and beans all the time, you know, four times a day. I don't care 20 bucks to get me by on groceries this week. I'm going to walk everywhere, like wear hand-me-down clothes. I've got this. And then of course, 
the uh the inevitable happens and like i just get burned out of that and then i'm like fuck this i'm gonna go like splurge on myself i deserve the best i want to live like a millionaire it's about experiencing wealth and feeling wealthy and then i'll go and you know buy a bunch of stuff or or splurge on Mm. things that i don't need but that make me feel wealthy in the moment and that you know a few days later i kind of look at them and i'm somewhat happy that i i have them but it didn't really create any long-term experience other than the immediate moment of like it felt really good to buy it Mm. and uh i've talked about this in the in the prosperous heart thread and and, um and the membership but food is a big one for me i look at my expenses dear god do i go to the store a lot and buy food uh i eat a lot most of it's like you know, pretty healthy stuff. So weight gain is not a huge issue for me. Although as I get older, I'm definitely noticing I can't eat as much as I used to and hmm. have the same, have the same non stuff happen. Um, <laughs> so I've got to be, you know, intentional about portion control and timing and things like that. Um, but most of my food's healthy, but I, I, I spent like, gosh, I must've spent $500 already this month on food. AJ, wow. do I need $500 of food in two weeks? Like, are you kidding me? I, I couldn't even tell you what I bought. I couldn't even tell you what half of that stuff was because I look in my fridge right now and I've got like broccoli and carrots and tomatoes and like flax seeds and like tofu. <laughs> like $500 worth of that stuff. Though. Yeah. And I have a rule, right? I very infrequently go out to eat. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly like how this happened, but I, it, it's a thing for me. So uh, getting that, being more intentional about that, like finding that balance is, is still uh, a practice for me as well. So it was sort of a, a, you know, a twofold thing. I had that repair, uh, threefold, I guess that car repair. And then I had a lot of, um, you know, sort of wavering between being super focused and then super splurgy. And then just knowing that I've got a weakness when it comes to buying food, it just feels really good to spend money and then eat that money. (laughs) That makes sense. Eat money. It's just like, well, yeah. I, you know, I have an emotional hole in me right now and just like swallowing food and feeling it in my stomach. It feels really good. I can't explain it, but it's just, it's just a thing and, uh, it's not sustainable. <laughs> I, uh, I totally feel you on the, the up and down thing, the like, uh, you know, uh, frug- frugality and then splurging. Um, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, we were talking about, you're talking about the, uh, the, 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 the weight problem, the, the overeating problem in the, in the country, like there's, or excess, right? So there's also this, um, retail therapy thing that happens. Yeah, um, and yeah. I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely among the people that, uh, experiences that like the happiness of, you know, buying a thing. Yeah. So, but I, I just, I think, you know, if I'm I, one thing that I've noticed, I'm becoming more intentional about it. It's like I really splurged on a bunch of like backpacking gear, knowing that I'm moving myself towards that, you know, El Capitan goal that I, that I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, yeah. like whatever that, whatever that thing is. So it's like, it's really cool. And I, and I experienced a lot of joy in purchasing it, but I know it's going to bring me uh, closer to that other, that other goal too. So just yeah. something to kind of keep in mind. Awesome. Awesome. Well, mindfulness seems to be the sort of name of the game. Intention, awareness, mindfulness, as always. But uh, we have a new perspective yeah. uh, thanks to these last three months. Uh, we are out of time. We are negative out of time. So we've got to wrap this up rather abruptly. <laughs> we have negative time. <laughs> we got yeah, negative time. That's the name of my new band or my memoir or something. Uh, anything to add before we uh, wrap this up? I, just, just, uh, real quickly, if you guys want to read the full text of our review documents, uh, you can find them in the membership. Should we post them on the, on the website in the show notes? Um, I think maybe this time we should just because since we ran out of time, okay. um, you know, I, I wanted to talk, well, I talked about it when I was, when I did the self recording about, you know, the hustle is real thing, like getting this promotion, um, meant uh, a lot of time and focus and stuff got pulled away from my acting career and the podcast and friendships and stuff. And that was one of the other big, like what didn't work type things. Um, uh, and, and I know that you experienced similar stuff to that. So, um, you know, that was the other sort of big conversation that I was uh, looking forward to, but maybe we'll just have it in a, in another episode. Um, 
and a lot of that and plus our 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 specific goals for what's next are all on the um our individual re- review and renew documents awesome yeah I, I would love to have that conversation i i'm i'm sorry we have to cut it short but uh i know that we both have to boogie um thank you very much aj for being who you are and for um sharing yourself so candidly and for just being a being an example to our, our listeners and to me about what it looks like to be a superior human being practicing practicing awesomeness let's put it that way all right um thank you as always thank you for your uh candidness and your feedback and um really going there and and sharing of yourself i know that uh, this year has not been easy for you and um in my view you're you're still keep keep on keeping on so um know that know that thank you thank you very much it's practice man it is a practice all life is practice and it's not always easy but that's why we signed up (laughs) yep All right. Today's episode of Inside Acting was produced and hosted by me, A.J. Meyer, and of course, Trevor Algat. Jen Levin is our production coordinator. Gadali Gubrek is our marketing and web director. Deborah Smith is our community manager. Grace Gordon is our director of public relations, and Fern Lim designed our logo. Trevor Algat edited and mixed today's episode and composed our theme and interview music. You can sign up for our weekly email dispatch and listen to all of our episodes over at our website, InsideActing.net. You can also find us on social media and wherever you get your podcasts. If you've got a minute, a huge favor you could do us is leave us a review on iTunes, a nice five-star review that would really help us out a lot. Special thanks to our sponsors, Rehearsal Pro and Vio2Gogo, and thanks to you, our listeners. If you visit our website, you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, get links to everything we talked about in this episode, and if you'd like to, support the continued production of the show with either a one-time financial contribution or an ongoing contribution as part of our membership. Cool. And that's it for episode 282 of Inside Acting Art Q2 2017 review. Thank you so much for listening, guys. It's such a privilege to be able to share this aspect of the journey, this intimate, personal aspect of the journey with you and uh, to be in conversation with you guys as well about your journeys. So please get in touch with us. Let us know how uh, things are unfolding for you. It's all about uh, being in this thing together. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. And in the meantime, give up control. See what happens.